Fix Insider December 15th. AI with so much going on we all need someone to help us understand where this could be going. In his latest annual presentation Benedict Evans does just that. AI, and everything else is a cogent summary of the issues and questions facing us all. Well worth taking half an hour to watch him present the deck at the slush event. Movement on a couple of the big issues, OpenAI agreed to pay for access to news, recognizing that whilst the current model of sharing links rewards publishers with monetizable traffic, new AI models don't. The first deal is with Axel Springer. The FT cover the story too noting they and other publishers have also spoken to OpenAI on this topic. Interesting to consider whether OpenAI could live with just one or two publishers, after all they all cover the same stories, with facts generally fixed even if titles present the news in their own way. A smart thinker looks at this issue and sees Google as being vulnerable, given how much revenue they make from the current model. In order for Google search to be valuable to people, the web needs to be fed with lots of information and content. However, if more people are getting answers right inside Bard slash Gemini, then it potentially starves publishers of traffic and monetization opportunities. In all the buzz last week about Google Gemini I missed this good interview with both CEO Sundar Pichai and DeepMind's Demis Hasabis, who is bullish on future developments. We're looking at lots of blue sky research on things like planning, lengthening context windows, and all of these critical capabilities that current systems don't have and that we're going to need if we're going to get towards Aji level systems. So we're hard at work on all of that. There's a lot more juice left to get from scaling, improving architectures, and maybe more incremental improvements, on top of these big innovative new capabilities. And there's actually an enormous number of research areas that are looking promising. One Google experiment that looks fascinating is Notebook LM which gives you a personalized AI, grounded in the information you trust. One area I am really interested in is the development of AI avatars and what that means for video content producers. At an excellent superheroic event this week we saw demos of DID agents which are impressive and the Channel 1 AI news anchors got covered by the Daily Mail, under the headline Utterly Terrifying. I think the coverage reflects the issue mentioned above, do publishers like DMGT lose relevance in an AI age? And Outfit Anyone, a virtual try-on tool from Alibaba, shows just how fast these tools can change how things are done. New TV Netflix CEO has often said they would never share data on the performance on their shows. But as with ads, they have changed their mind and will now share a deep dive twice a year showing the engagement by show. It's a fat Excel sheet showing total hours viewed. The main emission would seem to be data on completion rate, by show and series, but the release is welcome with Sarandon acknowledging. The company's lack of data and lack of transparency had created an environment of mistrust in Hollywood. Ted Sarandon joins the excellent Puck podcast to discuss this new era of data transparency. You can download the Excel for the first half of this year, and watch a video of Sarandon and others being questioned by reporters. What we watched, a Netflix engagement report. One of the topics covered in the podcast is the Netflix success for finding a global audience for local shows, with Squid Game just one of a number of Korean shows to do well along with IP in French, Spanish and more. Another country to have content break out is Nigeria with Black Book doing well recently. Nollywood is thriving but many filmmakers are choosing YouTube over Netflix. Given that Netflix has changed their mind over data and ads, how long before they start to take sports seriously? The success of the Netflix Cup has led to Netflix Slam, suggesting they are moving in this direction. Netflix will stream a one-night tennis exhibition match featuring Rafael Nadal and Carlos Alcaraz in the streaming company's latest foray into live sports. Disney Plus is reported to be considering adding gaming and shopping experiences for advertisers. Trailing an event in January their head of ad sales said they would share what the next level of ad innovations will be.
The purchase of the Telegraph by Redbird Emi, the content business funded by Abu Dhabi and fronted by ex-CNN President Jeff Zucker may be being scrutinized by the government, but they seem set to buy production company Alamedia. It was thought ITV would buy it, but they shelved plans over the summer. If the Spectator deal does go through with the enthusiasm of Redbird Emi for UK media extend to ITV? Trends. You may have noticed the flood of trend decks at the moment, I shared eight last week alone. Some smart people have combined force to collect all the decks and share them through a Google Doc. It's a pretty comprehensive list and a great initiative. But still leaves you with the task of digging through for insights. Google's Matt Bell has shared some of his highlights and someone else has the smart idea of using ChatGPT to help and shares a workflow. With your own eyes, read through those that interest you most then use AI to analyze the rest for you. Which applications to use? Try ChatGPT+, Microsoft Copilot, Claude, Perplexity etc. AdTech. Google have lost the court battle brought by Epic and centered around how the Google App Store works. They plan to appeal but the court will announce sanctions in January. Quite what Google will be required to do is unclear. The 30% tax would appears to be a good place to start. Does that open the door to look at Apple, who also charged 30%? Elon doesn't like this tax. Talking of Elon he is now courting smaller advertisers, but he needs some better ad tech to enable self-serve and is rumored to be talking with Amazon. Bloomberg report 2023 AD revenue for Twitter is likely to be around $2.5 billion, down significantly on previous years. Other smaller ad-based business are being reappraised by Wall Street as they look at the success of Meta in driving at revenues. Brokers are searching beyond big names like Meta Platforms Incorporated for potential beneficiaries from a recovery in the digital advertising market. As clients look to redeploy their dollars following post-pandemic cutbacks, stocks such as Snap Incorporated and Pinterest Incorporated are gaining favor. Adtech company Perion is acquiring digital billboard specialist Hivestack in a $100 million deal. Big vote of confidence due. Merchant. U.S. retail analyst Stiefel expect Temu and Shine to take $7 billion in revenue this year, a lot of money but only 1 or 2% of footwear and apparel, and very much at the low price end of the market. They don't see any significant impact on brands like Nike. A couple of years ago we noted that the most prolific store openings were from brands like Dollar General, 1,000 new stores a year in 2021 and their lack of interest in digital has enabled the Chinese pound shop apps to do so well. The Atlantic look at what happens to all the stuff you don't want, they ventured into the belly of the holiday returns beast. Bain believe it's the end of easy money for retail media, citing systemic change. Over the next few years, competition in retail media is set to intensify, even as the market continues to grow. Existing players will have to cope with an influx of new networks launched by the likes of value and specialty retailers. Ad inventory is also likely to grow faster than demand, as retailers offer more advertising opportunities outside of their own websites and apps, in physical stores or on third-party platforms, for instance. Most important, retail media networks will have to adjust to a fundamental shift in the way advertisers behave. Put simply, having reached more than $90 billion in annual sales globally and having started to draw spending away from more established digital advertising platforms, retail media is now too big and important to be treated as an experimental channel by brands. The retail media report cards produced by US agency Mars have been very useful in educating brands and their first European one will be welcomed. Although the European market is much more nascent than the US, retail media has still already become an incredibly powerful tool for brands to reach their target audience effectively. By partnering with these networks, brands can tap into the retailer's customer base and gain access to valuable customer insights. 
This allows brands to deliver relevant and personalized marketing to shoppers, increasing the chances of driving conversion right at the point of purchase. Plus plus. The Pew Teens, social media and technology report for 2023 shows YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat and Instagram remain the most widely used online platforms among U.S. teens. Teens are less likely to be using Facebook and Twitter, recently renamed X, than they were a decade ago. Byte, Dance Axe's next VR headset, in pullback for Meta Battle, the information. Apple reveals most popular app store apps and games of 2023, Mac Rumors, Temu comes top. Latest fire starter from Google features Kevin Kelly, wasting time is essential for creativity. 2023, rediscovering the joy of digital, IAB UK. The deal for TikTok to buy GoTo and hence re-enter the Indonesian market is going ahead. And the FT think it looks like a bargain. Finally, it is that time of year. The annoying music has started and it's never too soon to avoid the Christmas crap songs. Here is the soulful Christmas playlist, 15-20 years in the making now with over 400 songs, all carefully chosen. Still finding new ones, a Marvin remix from Salam Remy, Donny Hathaway dueting with his daughter Layla and a new song from Gregory Porter. First 40-50-odd songs are curated, or you can shuffle the whole lot. Enjoy and share. No fix next week, see you in 2024. Have a great holidays.